Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. Good cold Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in and get in early so we're not packing them all in at the end of the show. Um, this is your interactive call-in show where you ask the questions, we give you the answers, tell you what we've been doing, and uh, we've got a lot of experience on a lot of different vehicles and makes this weekend, uh, or this show anyway. Kyle's off and I got Carl in, so Carl's going to answer some questions along with us. Good to have you with do you, Carl. my best. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, Kyle decided he wanted to go out and do some ice fishing. Yeah, sitting in a recliner. Ah, yeah, I don't... Ah, it's cold enough out there already. Ugh. All right, whatever. Everybody yeah. everybody likes something different. Yep. We are at Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Uh, so stop by. We're on Dodge. You've seen us. Stop in. We'll help you fix out your car. We're also in the podcast, too, now. We're in the podcast world, so find your favorite uh area that you get your podcast from and if you've missed the mr mechanic show you can go back and catch up on previous episodes hear yourself on tv maybe you forgot what we said want to go reiterate that because it's been two or three weeks before you you got the information now you got to go fix it well you can catch up on that so well you know we got got a little skip of snow didn't we and uh Everybody's a new driver when it starts to snow for the first time, isn't it? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> We've been driving for years, <laughs> years that? and years. I mean, we drive cars every day, in and out. I mean, everybody drives cars every day, but yeah. we drive multiple cars in and out, and, and every car is a little different. Where you're used to your car and how it reacts, we're used to all cars and how they react. So, And we even drive slow to work. Yeah. But, you know, better to better to drive slow than drive fast and get through your car all crumpled up and you're late and it's crashed right but we had a lot of bald snow tire a lot of bald tires because you know we kind of went through it's been nice out and we haven't needed them been dry so it hasn't been slick from slimy wet street pandemic was kind of around so those tires normally would have got replaced everybody stayed home didn't need them right and i agree with that what why would you put tires on it if you didn't didn't need to so and that fluffy snow that we had that one or two inches it's just barely there. It's harder to drive on yeah. than if you've got six inches on the ground because you've got some traction. Or if it's wet snow, you got some traction. But um, I have noticed over the years that white 
little fluffy stuff that just covers a road, and that's it, is just far worse to drive it. That wind just ices it instantly. Yeah. And uh, cars are made to, you know, it used to be cars were rock solid. And you'd hit the curb, you'd bounce up over top of it, and you'd just drive on. And I'll get alignment in about six months. and mailbox back up later. Yep, yep, absolutely. Now you don't do that. Cars are made to crumple. And they're made to crumple because if you've ever seen a car in an accident, you go, God, that did that person survive? Well, yeah, they did. It's the whole front end is made to crumple to take less on the the passengers and the driver in the car, and it's it's easier to replace the car than to spend a bunch of time in the hospital. Yeah, so, that's true. so when you bump a curb and you barely bump a curb, you say, oh, "Well, good, I didn't hardly hit that." You probably did. Yeah. You probably bent the strut. You might have bent the spindle. You might have bent something else. So if you come around the corner. You barely, barely tap the curb, and now with the steering wheels off a little bit where it wasn't before, you better get that in and take a look at it because more than likely it's bent, and the tire's going to be worn out before long, and it's going to be squealing, and uh, it just causes other issues. Yep. So we've seen, we've already seen, what, about four of those, haven't we? Oh, yeah. And it, it hasn't even made it to the weekend. No. So that that's pretty common. Um, so, you know, Look around for this time of season. If you're looking for snow tires this time, you know, you're going to have to maybe just pick and choose what's around. You may not be able to get your your favorite brands or there's, you know, the snow tire technology has really come a long way where there's a couple of brands out there that everybody loves. Right. But there are also a lot of a lot of the off brands and things are look a lot the same and seem to work pretty good. And, and you can save yourself a fair amount of money. Yes. So... Keep that in mind, and, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. Here's something else I, I noticed. We all, this is an article I read. Mahindra. We already know what Mahindra is. Mahindra is for cars, and and it's a Chinese company that does uh, motorcycles and tractors. That's kind of their big thing is tractors. Well, they're now they're going to get into making an EV, electric vehicle. So it's going to be kind of like the old days where we used to have everybody was in an EV or everybody was in making cars, where we had Electrolux making cars, we had Hoover, all your vacuum cleaner people back in the day that they made cars and there was just and then they just finally a little bit got bought out and kind of drifted away. Well, now we're starting to get everybody's getting electric cars. So I think the technology is out there and, and they're just going to. So maybe you have a. Maybe have a Mahindra EV showing up at your tractor dealership. Who knows? Maybe your tractor is going to go EV. We'll have to find out. So, all right, we're going to head over to quick call. John's got a 2012 Subaru. John, what's going on today? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I have a low mileage uh, 2012 Subaru Outback, uh, and it's all city driving. It's only 35,000 miles. But I had a, a complete brake job done on front and rear uh, <clears throat> rotors and pads a couple of months ago. And uh, uh, also had a bearing replaced. But uh, when I start up the car in the morning, uh, I get a squealing sound when I just tap the brakes. And uh, then it seems to go away. I don't know if it's when the brakes are cold or not. Um, uh, but, um, I told the, I, I went in for something else. To, I think when I had the bearing done, I went into the garage again and the 
said that the eye was getting squeezed on the brakes. Uh, and they said that happens, may some happen sometime. But it's still happening, and it's been two months. Should I be concerned? Well, I think the brakes are probably fine. It's um, the brakes are probably brand new, and as you mentioned, um, this is more of an annoying squeal that's kind of causing this particular problem. It's probably when you first back up in the morning, and then after you go forward, it's kind of okay. Is that about right? Yeah, uh, I, I don't notice it so much after I've driven a, a mile or two and come to a stoplight. Now, I went out grocery shopping yesterday afternoon. Um, so it, it, when I started the car, I got the squeal, and then I drove to the grocery store. And uh, but I, I went in for a meal, and I went in, and then I did some grocery shopping. So it was a couple hours, and then when I started the car back up to come home, I got the squealing sound again. So I don't know. Does does it? Is that when it? Uh, yeah. When they're cold. Well, it, a little bit with cold, but can be when it's warm. Moisture. Was Moisture. It day that it was wet. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, first of all, is it dangerous? No. Is it annoying? Yes. Um, I noticed that on some cars, when you back up, just that the, the the pads are going in a different direction when you go back than they are when you go forward. The the way that it clocks a little bit. So, I often hear that complaint from brakes that maybe we've re- replaced at times, or ones that we haven't replaced at all. It's just that it squeaks when it kind of goes backwards, and once you kind of get the first stop on them because most all of them are either ceramic or semi-metallic and they got bits and pieces of ground up metal in them and they can make noises. Um, generally what we do in, in that situation, if we have that problem is that we will uh, replace the brake pads with a different set of brake pads. And if we still okay. have the problem, a lot of times 90% of the time that solves a problem. And if we, if it still persists after that, then we'll change manufacturers of brake pads and go to a totally different brand, and that usually solves the problem. So, but even if they do, even if they still squeal, it's 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 not a danger. No, it's just an annoyance. No, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying, and I, and I will tell you, there's certain trucks out there right now, brand new ones that um, are coming off the factory that have squeaky brakes in them, and it's because of, and this happened years ago too brake pads are have semi-metallic stuff in them and ceramic and they also have certain chemicals in them and certain chemicals will believe it or not control the squeaks and if they take that chemical out it'll cause the brakes to squeak kind of weird but it 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 definitely has happened it's happened in the past for a lot of um, aftermarket manufacturers and they've since put that chemical back in to to make it go away but it's definitely possible and and yeah, it's it's not a big deal for you. It, it's just annoying. And now, now they also replaced a bearing um, and one of the wheel wells, I think. So, uh, so that would be uh, not a concern. It, with a, no, no, that bearing is gonna. It's more than likely gonna make a noise as you're driving down the road. Um, it's not gonna squeak a little as you back up. That's more of the brakes hitting the high spots on the rotors and just kind of kind of warming the pads up a little bit now i do get a lot of uh uh rattling when i hit uh bumps and stuff in the road i don't know if that's yeah no i mean is that front or rear i think it's front is it okay so you're going to want to check into the sway bar links in front and uh the shocks in the front um anything that's that can articulate up and down if you got Rattling is usually associated with control arms, ball joints, tie rod ends, and struts. So um, he's got a lot of heat shields that will also rattle yep. on bumps. So. 
Yep, they will too. Yeah, yeah. It what is, was that? The, he, what he, what was that? The, heat shields. The heat shields. Yep. Subaru has that okay. the motor up front there, and all the exhaust and catalytic converters are all right in front, and they they have a bunch of heat shields there to keep the heat off the bottom of the pan. And over a period of time, with all the salt that gets down on the road, they just have a tendency to rust a little bit and kind of cause a problem. So, but that's easy fix too. All right. Thank you very much. You bet. You bet. Have a great day. Appreciate the call. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a bit. You need some new tires and new spark plug wires. Believe me when I say that you need your oil change. Tell me why, why doesn't your car start? Remember when your fuel filter was clogged and your kingpin bushings were gone, gone. And your rear differential was laying in somebody else's yard. Tell me why, why is your transmission fluid low? Tell me why, why does your gas mileage really blow? Tell me why. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Professionally fixed right and fixed on time. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. This is Nebraska's news, weather, and traffic station. News Radio 1110 KFAB and KFAB.com and iHeart Radio Station. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and uh, let's answer that question for you. Figure out, uh, solve that problem so we can get over the repair garage and so you know what you're talking about, or you can fix it yourself, whichever one works, you know? Um, I, here's another article I picked up the other day, and, and uh, this is kind of a little bit of a PA, PSA announcement, you know? All those people out there that still have those Hondas and the Takata airbag inflators, you need to go get those fixed. So they had four. They just had a death the other day in it where uh, airbag exploded, and uh, they've had four deaths so far in 22 on that deal. And it's so easy to, to get it done. So if you've got a car you bought kind of secondhand, they're still going to take care of it. Um, just go in, call the dealership. And check. Just yep. give them your VIN number. Check and say, hey, have, has this been done? They're going to have a national database that already knows if your car has been done or not. They're going to say, yep, yep, yours has been done. Don't have to worry about it. Or no, yours hasn't been done. So um, there has been one on a, two on a Dodge vehicles, uh, one on a Honda, and uh, one on a Ford. So they're, they're still out there, and they can't really make you bring them in. Um, you're going to have to kind of do it on your own, but... It's just one of those deals that you want to be safe. You don't want to drive a – and as they age out and get older and older, they get down into, 
you know, a $1,200 car or maybe a $2,500 car and you just don't see the value in it, well, you don't want to die either. No. And they're going to do it for free. So I've always figured free is free and uh, go get it done. It just takes a little bit of your time. So go get her done. All right, we're going to head over to Mark. Mark's got an O2 Suburban. Mark, what's going on today? Oh, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I got a, a 2002 Suburban, got a quarter quarter million miles uh, on it. It's That's been broken. a great vehicle, and, of mm-hmm. course, it's a wife-to-work driver. Um, in fact, that last heat spell we had this fall, she came in and said the air conditioner quit working, so I checked it out. Of course, it was getting – it's not a priority because it was going to be cool to – following week so right then i got in there and there was a broken fan belt which i'm you know it's i've had o2s before and had the locked up compressor right and burned the belt off but this isn't the case in this it's just old aged rotten yeah. belt and I, so i replaced it but when i got back in and trying to see if it's working i got no no fan coming out of the dashboard i got fan coming out of the rear seating area and I got no air conditioning and just uh, lukish warm heat. Okay. Um, enough, enough to defrost your windows in the winter, but not, and it's, but it's only in the rear. I mean, it comes out in the front, but very little. Um, I did change the uh, control module in the dash that's supposed to control the um, your chutes and to your fans, you know, your vents. Right. Thinking that was it. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't any better after I put one, put a new one in there. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'm just kind of scratching my head at this point. All right. Where so to go next? Let me ask a couple questions here. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the basically the air conditioning belt went off, and, and you put a different belt yep. on there. And those are pretty yep. common for the tensioners. It, mm-hmm. it can be super, super old. The belts can be. But usually the tensioner bearings lock up, and that's what throws the belt on it. Um, so when you turn the air conditioning on, can you see the compressor trying to kick on at all? If you go down and visually look at it, I, I heard it click. I hear it click on right when I first engage it, but I don't hear it afterwards. Okay. So but, it might, it might be low yeah. in refrigerant. That, that might be a, a possibility. Well, I did, I did check it. Okay. I did check the, yes, the old, uh, old vintage, uh, you know, dial gauge checker. And right. it seems to be within, you know, the, the high and low side seemed to be the, uh, in the right, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to put any more in it. If well, that, there's that much in it. So, but if you're just checking that, and and you're in the compressor's not working, all you're checking is static pressure, which tells me there's refrigerant mm-hmm. in it. But if it's not running, mm-hmm. you don't know really know where your numbers are at. So, okay, mm-hmm. so that, that's that's a secondary deal. I think we've got to move towards. Um, it's, you say everything in the back works fine, but you've got no blower motor up front, or you've just got very well, restricted area. Air. You can hear it. You can hear it. You can barely feel it. I mean, it's trying to blow, but it's not coming out in on the dash only. Okay. And, and down at your feet on in the front because you got the dual zone. You know the rear. It, rear. You got the rear controls and the front controls. Mm-hmm. And those. You know. Right. Right. Suburban, so. Right. Was it was it this way before you started the repair, or, or it's been this way for a while? Actually, actually, the air conditioning was one of its greatest assets. So. Okay. Uh, I drove it a couple of days before she told me that, and it, you know it was very, you know, it's always been reliable. So did you disconnect? I have no complaints. It. Did you disconnect the battery uh, with doing that fan belt? Did, did that started this at all? No, I did not okay. disconnect the battery. Okay, all right. 
So it's, it sounds like you've got blower motor. It sounds like you've got mm-hmm. the full speeds. It's just not going to the correct areas. Is that kind of what I'm grabbing? Yep, that's what you get. Okay, all got. right. So that's going to come down in that particular truck. is either going to come down to the control head um, or it's going to come to a uh, blend door actuator motors or the uh, the mode doors. It, it sounds like it's blowing. It's just not blowing in the, in the proper area. The one thing I would do, since it's this age of vehicle, is I would disconnect mm-hmm. the negative and positive battery cables, and I would hold them together um, and okay. just kind of do a reset that way, do a hard reset, hold them together for maybe five minutes, and mm-hmm. see if that doesn't solve your issue. I've had that solve the issue more than a few times doing that. Uh, that doesn't mm-hmm. so much come in play on a newer vehicle but anywhere from that 02 2000 to 0405 vehicle it can certainly do that and then resets things puts it goes back to default which is on like defrost and uh Mm -hmm. realigns that so as long as you're telling me those controls are working fine um you you see it go all the way up to 90 and then you can put it all the way back down to 60 on on the control head Well, it's on the control head. It's just a, you know, well, hot to cold. Okay, well, it's, it's a slide bar. You okay, your, you got your choice of the floor, the floor, the defrost, the you know, the, right, the blown straight at you. Yeah, so um, there really isn't any. There isn't any numbers as far as you know. Okay. You go from blue to blue to red. Yeah, so. in, in that era, they had a couple different kinds. So uh, you mm-hmm. just have a slide bars that run up and down. So. That's the brains, and, and that tells the control head, or not the control head, but the, the, the actuator motors what to do. The actuator motors don't care. They just got to take signal from what the control head does. I, and the mm-hmm. fact that you've already replaced the control head leans me a little bit more towards the actuators. So okay. try, a re- right. try the reset first, battery positive right. and negative cable, reset first, and see what happens there. If not, right. you're going to have to... Spend a little more time to, to determine which actuator you got going on. But that's what I think you right. the, the chances of you having two control heads aren't are pretty slim. Yeah. Well <laughs> And that's it's a, and that's really the only problems they ever have. You know, Carl. I mean I don't know right. what else you've got control heads and the actuators about the only two problems you really ever have. There's not much hmm. more now. Okay. A lot of both, so yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you pointing me in the right direction at least. Yeah, so. try that and if you need some more help, give us a call back. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. Appreciate you, the sir. call. Bye. All right. Well, that's, you know, that's very common. You know, even uh, it, you just don't see, you see a lot of that in trucks. And then once they hit to a certain spot, you stop kind of seeing them so much. You see them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I think once they started to hit into the uh, 2010 on up and in, in like the, the Chevy trucks, it kind of went away. Got fewer. The got control fewer. heads, you know, starting in 07 got way better. They couldn't keep the numbers on the on the control head, but they always seem to work. You never replace a control head in one of those. But the actuators are dumb. They don't know what to do. They, they're they always just told by somebody else what to do or the, the control head. So, all right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and uh, we're going to be back here in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. News Radio 1110 KFAB teams with the Salvation Army to support families in their time of need. Love Beyond Christmas by donating at any Red Kettle this holiday season or online at KFAB.com. 
All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110, the numbers to get in. We're Buchanan Service Centers. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. And check us out on the podcast if you can't listen on, on a regular basis. We're going to head over to uh, Don. Don's got a comment on a Mitsubishi Outlander. Don, what's going on? No, I got a comment on your reset. Okay. Hey, when when I do the reset, do I do it with the engine off? Yes. And yes. Just, just, just disconnect the positive and the negative and put them together? That's yep. it? Yep. Take the, uh, just shut the car off, take the key out of the ignition, set it on the, uh, you know, instrument panel if you want just take both cables off and make sure that you put both of them together hold them together and you know sometimes we'll take a little jumper wire and go from from cable to cable um if they got the bolts in them sometimes you have to hold them together with a pair of pliers and you know but yeah that that's how you do it everything's got to be off and it's just going to reset everything down and no no electricity going through them or nothing right nope nope you take them clean off the battery and, and touch them together. You, you want them clean off the battery, you know, right. completely disconnected. So right. and I know in Chevrolet, I've, I've fixed more of a few of them. In fact, I fixed a couple on the radio just like this. So, yeah, uh, there's in the, in that era. That doesn't work with every vehicle. A lot of the newer ones that won't work with. But um, it's easy, it's quick, and I've, I've had success with it. Well, I got several vehicles, new and old, and this is one of the primary problems is just resetting them right so i'll I'll try it yeah yeah got nothing to lose uh i mean you probably done it a hundred times but i've only done it once or twice and i'm not sure if i did it right the first time so i'll try it yeah no problem at all that's what we're here for to answer that question so yeah thank you you bet appreciate the call all right we're gonna head over to dean dean's got an 07 saturn ion dean what's going on today well, thank you for your time. A very educational show you have. Uh, my daughter has a 07 Ion, and it was uh, it's r- running rich. It's really uh, really kind of shaking when it's idling. I kind of did some research on uh, YouTube, and it sounded like you know the common thing was replace the ignition coil and the module that's on top. So I went ahead and did it. I, I, I know enough to be dangerous, I guess, to describe my <laughs> skills. So um, so anyway, did that. It really didn't change anything. So at that time, I wasn't pulling any codes. Uh, you know, was kind of checking that. So I took it into a garage, and th- they did pretty extensive uh, work on it. Um, they cleaned the injectors. First, they thought, you know, it might be an injector issue. They checked the O2 sensors and, you know, down the line. And just to make a real long story short, after three days in the shop, uh, really couldn't come to a conclusion. And then the, I think it's the thermostat was sticking, so it's kind of overheating now. So in, any suggestions you would have would be greatly appreciated. It has about 100 uh, 42,000 miles on it. So, okay. All right. So you say it's running rich. Is that something that, that they said, or you just kind of feel that or it, it's, no, that that's what they said. It's just really running rough. 
Okay. When it when it idles, it doesn't it doesn't uh, quit. You know, it doesn't uh, cut out. But uh, you know, when you're when you're at rest, you know, you're just kind of shaking almost. Okay. Well, running rich means to me that it's dumping way too much fuel and it's 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 out of whack somehow. If it's running rough at an idle, um, so when you take this car out and drive it, does it feel like it's got the normal power that ever that it always has, or does it feel like it's it's down a cylinder or two and it just doesn't have any power? Uh, I wouldn't say it's considerably less. I wouldn't say no, not really. Okay, okay. So running the first thing we got to determine is the four cylinders. So we've got it, we've got to see if it's hitting on all four cylinders. If it's hitting on all four cylinders, it is. Um, and and you can take that away from it. Um, so you've got all the power. Now if it's just vibrating in an idle, you could have like a motor mount that um, is is rubbing on uh, resting on the frame. It it vibrates like crazy, makes it feel like it's it's horrible, but actually it's it's working okay. Um, he, he also he also mentioned that the it sounded like the timing chain was getting a little elongated and it was kind of hitting on the cover. Um, I don't know if that has anything. I, I forgot to mention that. I apologize. No, no, that's fine, and it, that certainly can be. This the chain can stretch over a period of time. That's probably a uh, that's an ecotech in there. I'm thinking off the top so, of my head. Yeah, yeah right. it's an ecotech. So yeah, yeah ecotech. so the, the chain can can certainly uh, stretch. Um, pulling the valve cover and looking at some of that stuff, there, there's pretty common things that go on with that. There's a there's a guide and a bolt that go bad on the one side and makes that, that chain kind of flop around in there. Um, if the chain is stretched, usually it's going to set a code, and that code is going to be a timing code because it's, it's not exactly where it needs to be. So the computer recognizes that and will set a code. Um you know, it's possible that it is, a, you know, and maybe an oxygen sensor. If it is actually running rich, um, it'll set a code for an oxygen sensor because it could be stuck one way and causing it all that kind of problem. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't pulling a code on that. Okay. I, I I don't know if this is a situation where sometimes cars speak to you and say. Uh, it's time. You know? <laughs> ah, they do. They do. So, sometimes this is hard to relate without looking at the car because when we look at a car we start at number one and just go through our progressions down down the line and uh you know sometimes we'll go one two three four sometimes we'll skip and go six seven and eight but you got to look at everything in its context um oh, is it time to is it time to go well with that many miles on it maybe just do a compression test to know where you're at if yeah you have one that's low enough to cause a rough idle but not cause a misfire yet yep possibility that possibility and those did have a problem with uh if you let them sit for a while i know sometimes we'd have to pour oil in them in order to get enough compression on the rings in order to get them fired up i I, I, that was kind of a common thing there so yeah i I guess you got to start at the basics and that's air fuel spark um compression um it'd be the first thing we'd probably start with there you know and then you go down to injector pulse and timing so if you're not getting for example if you're not getting a pulse to every one like you're supposed to it's going to run rough. We've got to address uh-huh. running. We've got to address running rough first before we go anywhere else. And but you're right. right. I think a compression test would probably be the first place to start because a lot of those will. You can have 150 across the board and only have 80 on one. Yeah. That's why it's running rough. You're never really going to get rid rid of that, and unless you replace the engine or, or do something dramatic to it, and that may not be 
that may not be in the cards for that car. Okay. Would would I have time for one other question? Sure. Um, I just got a a, a new uh, Maverick Ford Maverick, the hybrid, the hybrid unit, uh-huh. and um, I, I really love the mileage I'm getting from it, and it's more than enough uh, bed for me to, you know. You always need a truck, you know. I don't care, you know. Yep. You just need a truck, you know. I was just wondering, is is there a way on those where it just seems like the electric comes on when it comes on, you know what I mean, uh, to kind of prompt it because, you know, the more you're in the electric mode, uh, your, your mileage, you know, increases considerably than the uh, – it's a 2.5, so, I mean, it's not a gas guzzler, but um, I was just curious on that. So you want more of the electric is kind of what you're – Yeah, is there a way to kind of prompt it? Uh well, I tell you what, to be honest with you, I don't know. Just because that truck is so new that we have yet to really run across it, I would probably ask your dealership that for sure to kind of see if you can. My guess is, so it's a, it's an electric hybrid, correct, you said? Yeah, it's a, but, yeah, it's so a hybrid. If I had an educated guess to it, I'm going to say that they're going to have that come on. You need to have the engine come on at a certain amount of time in order to charge that battery so you have the electric side. If you can't really run the electric down as far as you can, um, and then expect it'd be nice if you could run it all the way to empty, and then have the gas, uh-huh. yes, yeah, flip over to oh, gas and off you go. But it just don't work. That, that regenerative, the regenerative braking, yeah, I guess, sends the right, power back. Right, you got to have that engine running a certain amount to charge those batteries, and and conversely too, if you run the gas gauge all the way down to not much at all, um, it won't run. Because um, it has to have a certain amount to to be active back and forth, so don't run it all the way down to to the empty. No, no, I don't. I yeah. uh, I, I had to wait a year, over a year, to get it. Uh, yeah. But I, I I really enjoy it. I mean, yeah, you just got to have a balance in there. You got to have a balance of gas and electric hybrid, and they've already mapped that out. And I, my guess is that's not going to change. So okay, well, thank you very much for you your bet. time. You bet, yep. Dean. All right, 558 is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. The Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Visit us online at buchananservice.com. Lots to do as we lurch headlong into Christmas week, including Dick and Henry's White House Christmas with the Carpenters. KFAB's morning news starting Monday. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. We don't got much time left in this show, so 558-1110 if you want to get in and see if we can answer that question real quick for you. Well, Carl, I know you're going to update. You used to have a truck. Now you got a, now you got an SUV. But if you want to go back to a truck, Fiat's going to make a small truck. They quit making Fiat's the first time for a reason, Bob. Well, Fiat's coming back to North America. I know. And they're going to have a truck. Just wanted to let you know what's in what's in store for you if you want to buy a truck. Yeah, I figured I'm too old for a truck. That's why I went to SUV. Uh, you know, I agree with that, that. The last caller there, everybody needs a truck. You either need to know somebody that's got a truck, or you need a truck. And I, sometimes you need two or three. I know people, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, you, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I need a truck. I, you know, I got, I got three of them. I don't know if I need three of them, but I got three of them. Yeah. 
So here's an article I read across that I think is very interesting, and it, it has great to deal to do with us. Some vehicles, believe it or not, and I didn't, I did not realize this when I ran across this article. There are some European cars. One of them was a BMW i3 that got rid of AM radio. Why in the world would you get rid of AM radio? I mean, in the United States, everybody, and I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people listen to the AM radio. I mean, how many people are listening to us? All the way out to western Nebraska and, you know, Iowa, Kansas, South Dakota. We got a lot of people. This, this place stretches for a long ways. Listen to a lot of talk radio. And uh, AM is not offered due to the negative performance influence of the electromagnetic interference of the electric drivetrain, says one BMW respondent. That's it. There it is. Mercedes, uh, they've left it in um, for obvious reasons. Maybe that crowd there is a little older. Yeah. Maybe not. They want their AM radio. So anyway, um, just just to give you an idea, U.S. automakers, the AM radio is deleted in the Tesla and the Rivian. They don't have it. The Fisker and the Lucid do have it. But they still th- think there's enough listeners to warrant having it in there. Um, the, a- the F-150 includes AM radio. So, you know, in the United States, AM radio is still a big deal because, you know, we all know that FM only goes to a certain 50 miles or so, and then it's off. But you can listen to AM radio, and at night we know that we can pick up AM radio in Texas. Off of Texas, radio stations that bounce off the sky. So... Just an interesting kind of deal. So if, if you're out there driving a new car, and boy, I would assume if I would have bought a new car, whatever that car might have been, it had AM radio. And I think I would have spent, I'd, I'd, I'd have been upset if you were an AM radio listener and you didn't do it. You. And you can't go out and just plunk a new radio in like you used oh, to definitely in the old 70, yeah. uh, the 85 Suburban, uh, because these are all integrated into the dash and... What you get is what you get. So buyer beware, ask that question. So, all right. That's that's it for us, Kyle. Another uh, Kyle, Carl, I apologize. That's it for our, us, Carl. So uh, another hour. So 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Call us early. I'm Bob. I'm Carl. All day, every we'll, day. We'll see you next week. All right. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.